Welcome to Stemming in Stilettos with Dr. Tasha, a podcast for and about women of color in STEM. These women are brave, beautiful, and brilliant. Their stories deserve and need to be heard. Their voice strong, their message clear, their experiences priceless. Now let's welcome this wonderful winning woman of color to the show. Hi, and welcome to Stimming and Stilettos with Dr. Tasha. It's just me in the studio today. Um, There is no guest, and that was purposeful. So this season, we wanted to make sure that we were giving our audience some really useful information. Not to say that our guests haven't been dropping some dimes that um, I sincerely hope that our listeners are picking up, taking and applying in their own lives and in their own careers. But I want it to be, what is the word? I want it to be really purposeful in providing you with some experts who would be able to give you some really concrete skills, ideas, concepts, beliefs, things that they know work from their own personal and professional experience that you can use in order to help you advance in your career and in your life. Because the thing is, is that many of the the skills and the knowledge and the best practices can be applied across the spectrum of your life and not not necessarily just in your professional your professional life. So what um, brought me here today was just the things that I've been seeing online about specifically about women of color's experience in the workplace. And how that, what those things are doing to us. Um, so I'm doing a master class this week um, in my Facebook group. The Facebook group is called the Nerdy STEM Queens. You can um, let me know if you want to join. And I'll make sure that you get your invitation. And in this class, we will be discussing how to show up as your whole full self at work and all that that implies. Because again, what I've been seeing over the past couple of weeks is that we're not allowed to do that or it's frowned upon or women are having a hard time distinguishing what it means to be themselves because we've had to learn how to code switch And for those people who don't know what code switching means, it means that we've been able to basically live, you know, two different in two different worlds. We've been able to walk into walk in the white man's world, um, speaking what they what they term as proper English. Um, And then when we're with our girlfriends or our family, we talk the way we would normally talk, which uses some colloquialisms and some slang um, and some words that, you know, we've we've learned throughout time to mean a certain thing. And, and so certain cultures within the United States, though, that can look different, that can look and sound different depending upon where it is you live. 
And that that's it's the same thing when you know you see um, the first time you guys remember the first time you saw your teacher um, not at school and she didn't she or he didn't have on what they normally wear at school and it threw you back right because your thought was is that they only existed in that world well it's the same when you see a person of color outside of their job or you see them out with their friends and they look totally different than you would have seen them at work and there is a real reason why that's so it's because we are expected to assimilate into the established culture of the job. And most times than not, that culture is not representative of our culture or not all the way representative of our culture. And um, I think it's important that now is that time um, for a lot of different reasons. Now is that time that we really sit and consider what that has done with to us as women of color, black women, um, Latinx women, Hispanic women, all, all of us that are fit into the spectrum that is women of color. Um, it's done a number on us. So we've had to, in essence, deny ourselves of our, our culture when we arrive at work. We've had to put on the culture of someone else in order to be accepted, in order to to be allowed in the room. If we are even allowed in the room, we have we have straightened our hair. We have tried to adopt European um, makeup and features. We put on suits and ties and um, and have foregone the things that make us us. So um, I think that that is problematic on on many levels, and that's what I want to talk to talk about today. I was lucky enough and blessed enough to be asked to be a presenter at this past weekend's STEM Wars um, STEM Wars conference, and it was all about um, basically it was all women. It was all about women of color and it was all about college age and high school age um, young women who were doing some really fabulous things in their lives and sort of having the opportunity to speak into them. And so I really want to thank um, that team for just giving me that platform for the amount of time that I had. And so what I talked to them about is is um, developing what I call their STEM superpowers because we all have them. So we know that when you work in STEM, there are just certain things that you develop, certain qualities that you develop over time or you had and you can hone them that help you that help you when you are going down the STEM pathway. So people who know who've worked in this field know it is not easy you almost have to develop a tough, a tougher skin um, because your work is criticized in, you know, not not necessarily bad ways. Criticism is not always bad. So I don't want anybody to think that you, you know, you go in there like, oh, my goodness, um, it's healthy. It's a healthy critique because they want the project to be the best that they can be. I fully, fully believe that no one wants to go in and have 
your building design team be, you know, not good, um, the building will fall down and that's a whole nother set of problems you don't want. <laughs> you don't, you do not want that. Um, so you want to, A, you want to put together the best team. And my hope is, is that they, that, that the industry comes to know as a whole, that that includes people of color in general, um, and women of color specifically. We have a unique and specific perspective that I think is needed in, in, in these rooms, in these design meetings, in these, these innovation plans, in these, these rooms where there's nobody who looks like us. Um, we come at the world, we look at it differently. We have different, a different set of experience, uh, that I think will help any project along within the scope of the project, of course. But so before we get started on what your superpowers are and how these things can help you be you at work, I really want to talk about just briefly, I want to touch on some things that sort of had me a little triggered this week or this past week. And that had to do with, you know, the Oprah interview, then the reaction to it by several different people. And I don't want to name them because I don't want to give them the airtime. But I can tell you that it, it set me, I couldn't figure out why it had me triggered, like what had set it off. And I was, it was low key, just worked up last week. And it wasn't until about Saturday that I was like, oh, that's what it is. Because there is, there is, there is trauma involved when you are denied an experience. And by that, I mean, the the backlash to the interview and the idea that she couldn't have experienced that because it was the royal family um that did not sit well with me at all um mainly because her experience was her experience and so i can recall being in um one of the places that i worked when i was a mechanical engineer and and um having a discussion with a coworker and he made a very inappropriate remark to me and I sat there shocked, just, just shocked. And I can remember the instant, I, I can't describe that feeling, but if you are a woman and you've had a similar experience, you know what that feeling is when someone has said, someone has said something to you that's so far out of the box, just so far out of the box and you almost don't know how to react to it, but it does, it did something to me. I'll, I'll just speak personally. It did something to me in my body where I felt like I couldn't move. And then my immediate thought was I need to tell someone didn't know who to tell was afraid to tell because this person was high up in the hierarchy of the company. Um, and I knew that if I said anything, or at least in my mind, the thought was, if I say anything, this is going to be a thing. And I didn't want it to be a thing. I just really wanted to do my work and keep, keep moving with my life. So, um, I went back to my office. I sat there for a minute and then I just got really like steely determined, like, nah, he's not going to get away with this. Right. He thought he, he, he did it cause he thought he could. 
or maybe he thought it was the thing to say um, and with no thought or maybe he thought it was a compliment and all that thing. I, I was like, yeah, nah, I'm not that one. I'm here to work. I'm not here to be your, you know, whatever. It's not what I'm here to do. So I went to my boss and, and, and let him know what had occurred. Um, he honestly, he believed me and, and honestly, I was surprised. Um, but he did direct me to HR, um, human resources. And he wanted to know if I wanted to make a formal complaint. And I didn't know if I wanted to make a formal complaint. I didn't know what the, what the next steps were. I wanted to let him know what had happened because in my estimation, I never wanted to be alone with this person again, even though we weren't alone when he made the comment. I just knew that future work dedicated that I had to work with this individual and I didn't feel comfortable. So he wanted to make sure that I felt safe and I went to the HR office. That was a different experience. Let me just tell you. That was a different experience. Now, what I'm getting ready to say is the world according to me, according to Dr. Tasha. I will go on the record believing, you know, believing what I'm saying. It's HR is not there for um, it's not there for people. It's there for the company. Um, that's their, their job is to protect the company. So, um, what I, they asked me if I wanted to make a formal complaint. Um, I, I was, I went back and forth about it and then I said, sure, let's do it. You know, let's the, whatever the policy is, what are the, the, whatever the procedures are, I did. Um, and he was given the opportunity to make a, you know, basically a rebuttal and his rebuttal was horrible and lies, lies, lies. So, um, anyway, that experience happened and, um, the end result was nothing happened. Um, nothing happened because it was a, he said, she said situation because no one else heard him say the things that he said to me other than myself. And, um, they couldn't prove it or disprove it that it happened. And so I had to go on and work with this person. Um, never felt comfortable, didn't feel honored, felt really hurt and let down by the company that I worked for and really felt some kind of way about how that all played itself out. Um, so you might be asking, how do you bounce back from that? Um, as a woman of color, I think the expect the, the question that should, should be, why should I have to, I should be able to work through that at my place of work, um, feeling supported by that place of work. So, um, it, it really took me f for, uh, a loop and, um, it took me a long time to really get over it. I don't know that you ever really get over it. You learn how to work through it. And, and um, I don't want that experience for, for um, anyone else. 
I just, I don't want that experience for anyone else. But I think that's why I was triggered that this past week by the whole thing is because I know what it feels like to have had something happen and no one believe you, um, even if it's outside and it, it outside of the organization. Um, and it doesn't seem like the organization believed her either because they didn't necessarily offer her help. And then to have other people outside folks to attack attack you without knowing the full scope or extent of the story it was it was too much for me cuz just that that idea and that thought um it just it made me angry it made me so mad it made me incredibly sad um and it made me just want to make sure to reach out to you know, other women of color especially those in the STEM space who I I can I know this has happened to, you know, some of you. I can't speak for all of you, but I know this has happened. Personal friends of mine or colleagues that I know have had experiences where this has happened and we didn't we didn't feel supported. And I want you to know today that you have you have someone who's in your corner, um, who is there for you, who believes you, who knows and understand what that feels like. And so I didn't want um, the moment to pass without me saying that and putting that out there in the universe. And if you are a young woman who is working um, in STEM and you've had that this experience, please, please get in contact with with someone. Maybe you have a mentor. Maybe there's someone you think you can talk to. Maybe you want you can talk to your parents or your girlfriends or someone formal in a formal mentoring program. Um, or a, a colleague at another company, someone you need to talk to someone about it. It's not right, um, but you don't need to keep it in. There's no, you can tell this story. And if you haven't told HR, I would go and put it on the record anyway. I, I just would. You, you need to do it for yourself and not necessarily for the other person. Do it for yourself. Speak up for yourself. This is what we need to do. We need to have more opportunities. We need to take more opportunities to speak up for ourselves because the things that are happening in the workplace, if things like this are happening in your workplace, it's not right. And they'll continue to do it if nobody calls them out about it. So take the time to speak up for yourself. And that to me is one of your superpowers is you being you being resilient, you being you you being able to just put your put your energy into emerging from adversity stronger than ever. Right. It's it's resilience is the the quality that allows you to be knocked down by life. And then then you come back. So that experience could have could have you know, killed your joy and stolen who you, who you thought you were going to, you were on the cusp of becoming, but it's how you bat, you bounce back from it. It's how you show up the next day. It's how you continue to do your job. If you, if you decide to stay there, um, it's how you don't let it steal your joy. Um, it's, that's how you become resilient. And that is a superpower. And that's not necessarily for, the other person, you know, or for the business or the company, it's for yourself. It's knowing that 
bad things are going to happen, but being able to, to get back up from it. When that bad thing occurs, you work your way through it. You get to the other side of it. You take those lessons learned and you keep it moving. That's resilience. So that's a superpower that I think that, um, it's a STEM superpower. And I think we all have it to some capacity. So, um, if that's you, then, Hey, you are resilient. So uh, another superpower that I really want to spend a couple of minutes talking about is bravery and boldness. Now, some people tend to put these two things together. I get it. Um, but I want to talk about them separate separately for a minute. Um, cause being brave does not necessarily always consider you, you don't have to be brave and bold. You can be brave without being bold. You can be bold without being brave. Um, cause they are two different things. So if you are brave, this says that you have a quality of spirit that enables you to face danger or pain without showing fear. So going back to the situation that happened to me in the workplace, um, I was scared. Um, I, I, I was, I was, I didn't know how this was going to play out. I did all of the, I had all the thoughts that you would think that I would have like, okay, how's this going to play out? How's this going to affect my career? Um, honestly, and we can talk about this later. I had a thought of how, how is this going to affect his career? Um, cause I knew he was married, knew he had, you know, he has a wife and kids and I was like, I'm all the way down that, that rabbit hole, um, thought about myself last, like, you know, like, how am I doing? Like personally, how am I doing? I was not doing well, but I had all these, these thoughts. And so before I even like, it was like a multitude of thoughts tumbling after each other. Um, so am I going to be, be brave and stick up for myself? And, and, you know, that's kind of a sad statement to say that sticking up for yourself is being brave. But if you've never done it, it is brave to take the first step. Um, and I'm encouraging us all to be brave if this is if this not has not been your experience. And so when I went into my boss's office and I ha- and said, I have to talk to you, he immediately knew it was serious Um, he took it as serious. I really respected him. I respect him now, but I really respected him so much in that moment for the way in which that situation was handled. Um, I told him what had happened. Um, you know, when I think back on it now, he didn't seem surprised, um, which I'll tell you how the story, um, you know, what happened in some of the later instances late, um, when we can, continue on with the story. But that was a brave moment for me. And I had to continue to be brave as I went to the HR, as I filled out all the forms, I was asked the questions, did the interview, had to go through all of the the back end stuff where he, you know, he had to give a rebuttal and then I had to give a statement based off of his rebuttal, all of those kinds of things. It was just uh it was me standing up for myself. Um and And you can do the same. So be brave and not just brave, you know, in in instances such as these, but in your career. So if it scares you, do it anyway. If it's, you know, you want to make that next important step, 
but you know that it's the right thing to do, do it anyway. If you are terrified like to move across the country, I don't know anyone, but it's for your dream job and there's something about that that just sits right within your spirit and within yourself, do it. If the taking that next job or moving, maybe you're making a lateral move as opposed to a move up, but it feels like it's the right next step for your career, do it. There, Yes, there are lessons to be learned in all of this, but being brave is one that I think that we need to embrace. And some people have this this superpower in spades and other people it needs to be developed. So um, that's the other thing I want to say is that some of these superpowers we have naturally um, through, you know, our past experiences and some they're going to be new. We, they show up when we need them. And sometimes that's how it happens with, with superpowers. So now let's talk about what being bold means. So, this one um, at the conference that I was at this past weekend um, drew the most drew the most comments. People had so much to say about being bold because in their mind, being bold meant that they had to be like big, have a big personality, be outspoken, be extroverted, be loud. Um, for lack of a better term, because being loud is not necessarily all bad. And I can remember saying well, several times when I was talking to the girls, because they kept saying, I'm an introvert. I don't know, like being bold seems foreign to me. I, you know, I think I understand what you mean, but can you go into more detail about it? And I was like, well, that's really interesting that everybody equates being bold with being sort of being big and being and having this vivacious kind of over the top personality. And that's not necessarily what I mean, you can be bold and have all those things, but it, it's not limited to to that. Um, it is it's it's being a risk taker and you can be you can be a calculated risk taker it's being confident and courageous it's not being hesitant or fearful it's being it's being daring it it's not it means that you don't hesitate to break the rules of propriety that you are forward that you are holding your head high as you stride forward in into your future all right. It, it's not a hobby. It's not. It's a lifestyle. It's something that's that we all have. A, we all have a spirit of boldness within us. And sometimes for some of us, it, it's buried a little deeper. So we have to go and find it and you have to reach in and then you need to pull it out. But again, it's there. So it's about you pushing past and going beyond those boundaries with confidence and purpose. That's what it means to be bold. So you see how nothing in there is, is that says that you have to be, you know, you have to be loud or you have to be, you have to have a vivacious or extroverted personality. None, none of that's true. You can be bold and be an introvert. So when I believe when a woman is bold, I think that it means that the, the, the wind in the air around her has to change. Um, and I really, I really like that definition of it. So how are you being bold? And so one of the ways that you can be bold is by voicing your opinion. So if you are a young woman in STEM and you are listening to this, 
If you are in a charrette, you're in a design um, meeting with your team, you are in your lab and you see stuff happening. You are you're at your you know, you're in a coding class or you're in your programming um, program and you're doing you're doing some things and you see something that's not correct or you think, yay, I, I think I've discovered a different way to do this. Speak up. Speak up. I, I don't don't hide on the sidelines. I don't think there's anything wrong with you having an having a thought, opinion, a suggestion or an idea. They're yours. Um, they don't have to agree. But it's that you using you're using your voice and the other people or other person gets used to hearing it. So that's the other part of speaking up and what being bold does. When I was talking about changing the air around you, that's what that's what it means is that the other person knows that this person is has a thought and opinion and and is a active member of the team and they're not just going to sit down and do what it is I'm telling them to do. They have they have their own thoughts. They have their own feelings. They have their own beliefs. They have their own ideas on the way in which this project should go. So you want to be a fully functioning member of the team. You want to be honest, um, even if it's brutal. Um, brutal can be can be just that brutal. Um, but you want to you want to lead and be bold with integrity. So don't just be bold to be to be bold um, or you know, be bold in a way in which it doesn't honor you. So be integral and have, have, have that level, um, as a part of your boldness. So don't be insulting. Um, and that that's in general, right? Whether you're at work or not, you can, you can still have your say, use your voice, be honest without, um, really being mean or insulting to people. Um, you be, 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 I want to say, be proud of your accomplishment. That's what I really want to say. So if you did the thing, then yes, take all the credit for the things that you have done. Your accomplishments matter. If you're not happy for you, who else is going to be happy for you? So take credit, put, make sure it's on your resume, on your CV or whatever it is, the thing that you did, make sure that people know. Yeah, write it down. Make sure you have all the details of what it is, the award you won, that scholarship that you now have, um, the project that came to fruition because it was based on your idea. Write it down. What happened? Did the company make money? Did they get a new patent? Were, you know, were they awarded a grant based off of your idea? Yeah, people need to know that. It's important. Write it down. Treasure it. Treasure it. It's it's your accomplishment and you need to really own that. Um, I really love the idea of having priorities and goals. So um, I have no problems with you writing those priorities and those goals down. And I also have no no problem with you using those priorities and goals as a way to push yourself forward and a way for you to be bold. So you, you, you want to accomplish a thing while you're at work. I want to be here by, by this point. And you work towards those goals. Do so with integrity also. Um, but yeah, step into your boldness in, in that way. I think, I think it work. It works. The other thing, um, the, 
I, I think that compassion plays a huge part in um, the work that we do in, within within STEM. A lot of people may not see it that way, but it is so important that we remember that somebody's going to be somebody's going to use this game. Somebody's going to use this program. Somebody's going to be in this house or this building. Someone is going to be using this lighting system or the HVAC system. Someone's going to be on this roller coaster. Someone's going to be in the zoo. Someone is going to be, you know, be taking part in this game or this or using this toy or reading this book or using, you know, hiring me to be their their graphic designer or, you know, somebody's going to be STEM is a STEM is a service industry at the end of the day. So somebody there's an end user. So being compassionate is it's got to be a part of that. And what that means is that you care about others, is that you can put yourself in their place and be able to relate on some, some, some plane. Um, the other part of that though, that I think people forget, you know, like people say, be compassionate or have, give them grace and some of that. Right. But the other part of that is take, you're taking some action to help. So you actually, um, following through with your project is you taking action. And so do you see how the two go together, especially if you are, within STEM. Um, so sometimes people who, who show compassion, um, can, you know, are deeply introspective. And so that's, that sort of goes with the whole idea of you being an, an introvert and you're more internal than external. Um, so that's how I know you guys have, you have compassion and we, and I don't want it to be used, you know, compassion to be used against us, which means that you need to be able to stand up for yourself. But that too is showing compassion to yourself. <laughs> so, so I love that, that, that is an idea and it's something that we also need to be doing for yourself. The other part, um, the other superpower one, um, there, we have two more superpowers and the last one I'm going to spend some time on is persistent is being persistent in doing what we do. And I think as engineers, as technologists, as people in STEM, I think we know this one pretty well. Um, it's pretty much staying on course, right? Finish one course until, until, um, successful that's focused, right? So you are, um, just in case you have you have some difficulties along the way, maybe it's more than than the you know situations in which I talked about. Maybe this isn't a, a good cultural fit, but you but you um, really are cut out to be in the world of STEM, and um, so you want to be persistent in it. You want to stick at it until you are successful, and that's what. We really, we, we really want you to do. Last but not least is authenticity, which is really what we are all trying to be is show up at work as all as our authentic self. Right. Not false or copied, genuine, real, true ourselves. Um, and so that's how we we 
that's what we really want. We want to be our authentic self and you should be. So I believe that if you have having authenticity or being authentic is the encompassing of many of these superpowers and probably a few more that I need a chance to talk about today. Um, so what I like to believe about authenticity is, is that, you know, the person that got out of bed this, this morning is the person that walks into the building. I, I really have worked really hard to be in a space and in a place where that I'm able to do that. So the person I am at home is the same person I am at work. It really is that simple. How I wear my hair, whether I put on blue jeans or a suit, whether I'm wearing heels or sneakers, where I'm wearing the curly fro or I have, you know, I have my African braids, whether I'm wearing a turban, whether I've got makeup on, whether I'm using slang, whether I'm talking with proper English. And I have that in quotation marks. It's all me. And I really... I'm at a space in my life where if I can't show up and be my whole self at work, I don't want to be there. Um, And I know that that isn't necessarily where some of you are, um, but I'm going to implore. I'm going to implore you all to get to that place. I know that some of you are still figuring out who it is you are, and that's fine. Who you are right now in this space at the time of this recording is exactly the person that needs to be showing up at work. Whoever that is, hip hop head, sneaker head, whatever it is, that's you. That's the person that needs to be showing up at work. As you as you mature and grow and change, then whoever that person is needs to show up at work. And if you are in a place where they're asking you to change, that's not your place. Honestly, it's not your place. So your work as you continue on in your career is to find yourself. Do that work. Do that work. Work through your your childhood trauma. Get therapy. Therapy works. I can tell you from experience. Talk with your friends and your family to, you know, to figure it out. Have the conversations with yourself. Believe yourself um, and and be the best you that you can be in this space. But then embrace all that you are. All of the gifts, the talents, the skills, use those experience, those technical skills that you've learned from schooling and from experience. Use them all to be the best you that you can be. I really, really believe that that is all that anyone can ask of you is that you be the best you that you can be. And that's whether you are in you are in a STEM career or you're at home. This is all that anyone can ask of you. And that this is all that I would ask of you is that you be authentic in all that you do. And your authenticity should never be called into question, whether you are at work or at home. Who you are is who you are. You need to embrace the person that you are at this very moment. Yes, do the work. If you know that there are flaws because we all have them. None of us are perfect. We all have flaws and things that we want to change about ourselves. So do that work. Um, shore those things up. 
you want to acquire a new skill, do that. And then and then figure out what your next move is. If you know that this isn't the place, they don't honor you in the way that you wish to be honored, then it's time to start looking for the next place. And that will be honored. I promise you it will be honored. And so um, I really believe that authenticity is the key to unlocking um, and changing cultures and companies. So if you show up as your whole self, um, it means that, you know, your, your, your colleague next door can show up as his whole self or her whole self. It means that, that people will, can start being real and it changes, it changes how and how we work and it changes the work that we can do together. And that's what we really want. So, I want to thank you for your time today, and I hope that you you gained a little bit of knowledge about what your superpower is, <laughs> and um, yeah, I hope that that this uh, this episode was worth your time today. It went a little bit longer than I thought, um, but they always do. But you know, sometimes when you get to talking and the conversation's good, you look up and you're like, "Wow, I didn't know." So, um, real quick update. So what happened? Um, we did the reconciliation. He had to, um, the story that I told earlier. So needless to say, nothing, nothing really happened. And we, and, and we had to work on a project. He did apologize. Um, to me, not that it, it didn't really matter much to me. Um, cause at that point to me, I'm really, of the opinion that when people show you who they really are, believe them. So I believe that that who, that was who he was. Um, and so I worked really hard, um, at not being in any place, um, alone with him, or even if we were working in the same space, there was, um, I was not, I put myself in places where we weren't necessarily close together. So, um, and then eventually I left, Um, actually I think later that year I left. And so it wasn't a particular concern of mine, but I did, I did feel concerned for the other women that were in the space. So, um, it put me in a really difficult position because I didn't know, you know, it's like one of those things where you can't, you, you can't make accusations against the person. Um, but I can, you know, I could talk about what my experience was. And so when asked, I told. Um, okay, so that's how that story um, ended up. I would love it is if if you guys would comment and let me know how how I'm doing, how the show is going, what you are liking, what you are not liking, what improvements you'd like to see, what guests you would like to have on the show. So when you have a moment, um, hit me up, DM me. Um, on any of my social medias. So you guys know by now I'm the nerdy STEM queen and almost in <laughs> everywhere. Um, you can go to my website and leave a comment at www.drtasha.com. Uh, you can find me and sort my emails on there. Also, you can also email me at uh, Natasha at drtasha.com. I'm looking forward to hearing what you guys have to say. So as usual, I need you guys to be safe and um, positive. And until we meet again. 
thank you for listening to this episode of Stemming in Stilettos. Please check out the show notes to get additional information about today's guest or today's topic. You can find the podcast on every major podcast platform. You can find additional information about Dr. Tasha at www.drtasha.com. Thanks again, and don't forget to tune in every Tuesday for the latest episode of Stemming in Stilettos.